0: I'm Marco Werman. This is The World, a co-production of the BBC, World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. The United States joined 11 other nations today in agreeing to change the balance of power on the ground in Syria. At a meeting in Rome of the so-called Friends of Syria, Secretary of State John Kerry said the U.S. would for the first time provide non-lethal aid directly to rebels fighting the regime of President Bashar al-Assad. Kerry said, we do this because we need to stand on the side of those in this fight who want to see Syria rise again and see democracy and human rights. Amr al azam is a member of the Syrian opposition here in the States and a professor at Shawnee State University. Uh, professor al-Azm, what is the goal here, do you think?
1: Well, I think the goal here is quite straightforward, is finally come to the realization that the only way to actually bring the regime to the negotiating table, to accepting a political resolution is to actually degrade its military capability to the point where it sees no other option than than embracing that one. And in so doing, by increasing aid to the opposition, by providing what now we are calling non-lethal aid, all of these will help basically tip the balance in favor of the opposition and, in essence, make it that much harder for the regime to continue to fight and ultimately make the regime realize that the only option it has to come out of this in one piece is to negotiate a political settlement for itself.
0: Secretary of State John Kerry is talking about food and medical supplies. I mean, I'm sure they'll be welcome, but will that really change the balance of power in Syria?
1: I think what we, people have to understand is that whilst the U.S. is the U.S. itself is willing to supply only non-lethal for its own reasons, um, you can be sure that other countries, it's, it's like a, there's a, a, an unwritten nod and a wink to the uh, other states that are involved in this, regional actors and other European countries, perhaps like Great Britain or France, to basically step up their supply of the more lethal kind. That is all being done fairly clandestinely.
0: Amir let me ask you this, since you're a member of the opposition here in the States, isn't there a potential that the rebels could view this aid from the U.S., as non-lethal aid, as just a bunch of bandages and walkie-talkies? I mean, how, how do you receive it?
1: Oh, I, I mean, I can tell you, I mean... I mean, I see the bigger picture, so you shouldn't take my sort of view on this necessarily as what everyone else is. But I can tell you this, on the ground, inside Syria, in the refugee camps, and also uh, outside, even amongst many of the opposition groups and leaders and activists and so on and so forth. There has been a major, major, you know, shift in opinion against the United States and the West in general. The lack of aid, the lack of tangible, real physical support. By by aid, I mean here not just words and rhetoric and and, and promise of money, but I mean real aid, you know, aid that that actually translates itself into something actionable on the ground. The lack of this aid, the lack of this um, engagement by the United States has been translated by many, many people people as essentially a desire by the United States to keep Assad in power. I mean, you know, you talk to the average person on the streets of Damascus or Aleppo or, or, or in the camps in, in Turkey and Jordan, they will tell you if the West really wanted to get rid of Assad, if the Americans really wanted to get rid of Assad, they would have done this a long time ago. Why haven't they done this? Well, because they want him there.
0: So do you think this aid could be kind of too little too late? I mean, can John Kerry, the new face of John Kerry, turn any of this around?
1: Well, I, I think that remains to be seen. There's clearly resentment out there. You could even hear the, hear it in the tent. If you heard Muaz al-Khatib, the head of the Syrian uh, coalition, SOC, speak today, you could sense that even as he was being told or receiving this aid, and he was being told by the international community that they were going to support him, you could sense that there was a, 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 an air of frustration in his voice in in terms of uh, when, when he gave his... Uh, speech at the end at the, his closing remarks at the uh, at the press conference in rome and he, he he said basically, Stop focusing on your concerns and focus on ours. Stop telling us how long our beards are and look at what 's happening to, to the people who are dying, the innocent civilians who are being slaughtered every day. Stop worrying about terrorism and worry about the regime 's terrorism so th- you could sense I, I mean I could certainly sense this strong deep felt frustration. By Moaz, and who, who is speaking for most Syrians at the international community, at the United States, for not engaging in a in a full and effective manner, and to constantly harp about issues which, to many Syrians right now, seem peripheral or unimportant by comparison to the greater issues, which are the catastrophic, you know, humanitarian crisis and the ongoing killing by the regime.
0: Amr al azam a member of the Syrian opposition. He's based here in the U.S. and is a professor at Shawnee State University. Thank you.
1: Thank you.